Listen up as the Chick in Charge visits Atlanta's own Black Women's Film Network. Discussing the world of business and authorship, Mary Parker sits down with a varied group of authors and talks about the process of writing to the importance of publishing as a black woman in today's America. Welcome to the Chicken Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Good morning. I am Mary Parker, your host of the Chick in Charge podcast. We're actually podcasting live today at the Black Women Film Network here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm so excited because we just came off panel, came off panel with Simone Edwards. And we're going to be talking with Simone and Africa Miranda. So make sure you stay tuned in. And I want to give you the social media handle handle really quickly for the Black Film, Film uh, Summit today. It is BWFN Summit 2019. And now we're going to let it roll. I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with Simone. Simone is Jamaican. Yes, Come on and tell us about you. You're such a trailblazer with a wonderful story. Well, um, thanks for having me, my dear. Um, you know, it's, I'm always happy to tell my story because there are so many young girls um, living in poverty that um, think that their current situation will dictate their future. And I want to tell them that their current situation, circumstances, does not dictate their future. And um, that if you just, you know, believe in your dreams, just whatever it is out there. When I was younger, I didn't have much. Um, like I said, I didn't thought I could be much of anything at the start because I said you need money, and I was born in poverty. So you know, most people say that we're born to get a state in the ghetto. But um, you know, after you know talking to my mom, and she told me I was there was more to life than just what's around me. I decided that. I was going to work hard to do more. Okay. And, you know, we were on the panel discussion a few moments ago. Your story is so compelling. And I say that because it's so relatable. Relatable to me specifically because I'm a country girl. I was born in rural Grenada, Mississippi. And one of the things you said about uh, your mom was also very, very prevalent with my mom and my grandmother. My grandmother actually was the true chick in charge, and my mother, of course, after that, and I was the third one, so I'm keeping that legacy going. The other thing that was really wonderful that you talked about was legacy building and taking hope back into your community. Would you just address that just for a moment for us? Yes, um, you know, that was last year I was honored I'm one of the, as a, uh, Order of Distinction on ISR in Jamaica, um, and you know when I went home and these kids, they they were so they were so happy because again you know when you visit your community and you know they treat you like you're this big hero and, you know and, and you're like oh I'm just but then you realize that you're the biggest thing that's coming out of there in terms of just things that you have done and these kids are looking like there's hope man i can do that absolutely you know because when like i said when i was younger i didn't have that you know the guys that were running the community were gunmen 
And, you know, when you see people coming flashy stuff, they're usually drug, you know, you know, they're, you know, you didn't have the lawyers or doctors or even anybody from, you didn't have any of that in my community. And I wanted to be a positive um, image for a lot of the, especially young girls. I have a foundation, someone for children that I go back and, um, you know, do things for the kids. But it's just, I just wanted to be that face for them that they could have hope. Oh, that is absolutely amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And uh, we're going to talk offline, but I would love to go back, go to Jamaica with you. Oh, be and awesome. um, we'll go out into the community and play with the kids. And I'm going to switch here because we've got pretty much opposite situations with, uh, with Africa, Miranda. Africa life was certainly different for you. In, in some ways, but maybe not too different. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. I grew up in like the rural part of Montgomery, so I tell people that, you know, there was a dirt road at the end of my street. Um, you know, my parents separated when I was very young, so we moved, I was born in Boston, raised in Alabama. So we moved to Alabama when I was three, and I grew up around my grandparents, great-grandmother, you know, and aunts and uncles, and that's like how I came up. Oh, isn't family amazing, mm -hmm. though? And that is the thing that all three of us have exactly. in common here. And we've got to bring that back into our community where our children and grandchildren I have grandchildren mm -hmm. are remembering the women especially yes. who came before us because these kids today, they believe it just started and they believe it started like it is exactly. today. So keep telling your stories, ladies, yes. because you know my sister and I were on a road trip last night, yesterday, and one of the things we talked so much about was even though when we were children, we never realized we were poor. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we look at poor and poverty in a different perspective today. Yes. So much is built around what you have and how much money. Right. But we had something that is not brought in as much anymore. That was so close. We were so closely knitted uh, as a family. We talked a lot. Mm -hmm. um, parents were parenting at the time. There was someone home most of the time when we went back there. Um, so... We've, got to, we've just got to do better as a generation Absolutely. because we know better now, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about your early in life you started in film and television. Well, early, I actually, I started as a performer very early. I was playing the violin at four. I was in ballet. Like, I grew up, like, very much in the arts, like musical theater and yes. all of those things. And then when I went to college, I really wasn't doing, I, I was, you know, focused more on, like, okay, I'm in college, like, education, education. And but I always still in the back of my mind knew that at some some somehow some way I wanted to get back like to those creative things. And then after college, I got the opportunity to move to New York and started performing. And I was in New York most of my 20s, like, you know, just being like the, the starving artist in New York. So, you know, you're working, you're hanging out, you're in the studio, you're, you know, going on auditions, doing all of that. And um, but I eventually moved back to Atlanta, moved back down south, and that's really where my career started to take hold. And Excellent. that's where like it, it grew from film and television commercials, and you know then the show on Bravo, and then blossoming to like where things are now. Congratulations! Thank you. you are such an inspiration. Thank you yeah, to me as well. And I, I I'm so happy because so many young women are growing up and they're so smart, which I've always believed women mm -hmm. were always so smart. So thank you so much for all the things that you're doing. And I want to go back to Simone. Mm -hmm. uh, Simone, tell me about your mom. I heard you on stage. You said my mom cried and she prayed and she cried mm -hmm. and she prayed. But won't he do it? I'm telling you. And is that one of the, is that one of the, the nuggets that you continue to carry through life? My mom is my best friend, my, my hero, my everything um, until now. You know, 
I'm, I'm the one that I do different things. So people will say, because you know, I coach national, I do all of these, but I will do something else that I think I would like. And people are like, why are you doing that? And my mom will say, as long you do it, you good? She don't say, oh, Suma, you need to do this because you're this or whatever. But the thing about growing up, like I said, she was a single mom with four kids. She always just, she never complained about work. And so I get that work ethic from her. You know, she did what she had to do to make us okay. And like, you know, you just said something about, you know, growing up poor, I was, you didn't know how poor you are until you, I started passing those big houses in Beverly Hills that just was not so far from me. Yes. I had, I was so happy as a child. I made my own toys. I didn't have a lot of shoes and all this stuff, but mom just, she just was just a, one of the time when I was hanging, bending over, she like stand up straight so I could have a good, don't ever be ashamed of your height because I get bullied, yes. you know, and, and so she was like, don't. She said, be proud of your height and stand straight. And now I walk in, you know, in pride. But when you have a strong black woman behind you, I don't care what anybody say. When you have a strong black woman, and she don't have to be um, rich or what, it's just a strong black woman that tell you that you are worth something. You know, you are not, you, your value shouldn't depend on how people see you, just, you know, what you wear or what your value should depend on who you are as a person. You know, and you should know, nobody should tell you your worth. You know your worth. And so that that's what kept me on the Absolutely. You know? And you said it on stage. You said, you know, one of the latest, I believe it was you, how people meet you and they want to know, what yes. do you do? Yes. And you may have seen me looking at my sister. That was our conversation last time going, what do I do? I work for a living. Yes, that's what I thank do. you. Do you. Are you really wanting to know who I am? We can right. talk about there who I go. am. There we and go. And uh, Africa, I'm going to let you tell us just a little bit. Just talk to me. Talk to the audience today. And again, we are podcasting live, the Chick in Charge podcast. We are live at the Black Women's Film Summit in, here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so come on, Africa, jump in here. Well, for everybody that's listening, one, it's very special for me to be here in Atlanta because, as I said, that's where my career really went from aspiring artists to, like, actually being a working talent. I booked my first, like, ad campaigns, national commercials, film and television work was here. And what was great about, you know, that process from then to now is that you started to, you know, I started to learn about, again, the power of my voice the power you know, of social media, how we can use it to break down barriers, because especially as creators of color, there's so many barriers for us to get on screen, to get in rooms, and you have at your fingertips the ability to broadcast your words, your art, whether it's you know the visual medium, the spoken word, music, we can now broadcast all over the world. And it has really democratized the process for those of us that are creatives. And what I've done with Step Up, Step Out and Shine is written a guide for creatives to really hone in. Everybody focuses on the brand, but I like to tell people that my book is for the pieces and the work that you need to do internally to build the brand because the reason I've been able to have a sustainable career over the last 10 years that's crossed so many mediums is because I had to do the work on myself and I was able to authentically build something that was built on me not a vision of me not a version of me but the actual me and my goal is that every reader walks away with that same you know with the tools because you need tools to survive not only in this business but in this world because even if you're not a creative and you're really at a place in your life where you want to transition or pivot it gives you skills and the skills and the tools to do that Africa you're so on point with that because 
you know, um, in terms of branding ourselves, and I, I'm rebranding now. Mm, my, exactly. Yeah, my, well, maybe I should say I'm branding. <laughs> I was branded as the security lady for yeah. over 30 years, <laughs> and that was very hard to brag. And there you so go. So I knew I would need to do something it had, really exactly. amazing and different, and that's when I wrote the book. Yep. And once I wrote the book, people began calling me the chicken chart. Mm -hmm. Well, you're now, I've now created something that I can continue to build on. Because yep. the chick in charge could have been a very, very strong brand. Yeah. But I decided I didn't want to be boxed in as the chick in charge. She's one of my brands. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And so knowing and learning all the things to do in the background. That's, and that's the key. what you're teaching us through that's your book. The key. We will take your book home. I just said to my marketing person, okay, you've got to talk to Africa. <laughs> I want you to meet her because that's where we are. <laughs> absolutely. And so absolutely. what would you say? What would you say to an aspiring young person mm -hmm. who wants to be in film and television or just any I anything? I was someone that, you know, I knew I was different, but I didn't trust the difference. And what I love is that even on my book tour, one of the stops was at a, was at a university. And what I really told the students was that I want them to hold on to that freedom. Because what starts to happen, the older you get, life gives you fear. And we buy into that fear. But when you're younger, you do feel sometimes more free to try. Yes, but there's something that happens like between college and going out, quote unquote, into the real world that you start listening to these messages of you have to play it safe. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. So what I would challenge every young person to do is those, those things that you feel in your heart that you want to try, hold on to that freedom because now's the time to do that. Most of us are kind of getting to another stage in our life where we're then reaching back to go back and find that freedom, yes. you know, and try it again, which it is never too late. But there's a beauty, I think, in talking to young people now because the world is so different that they can harness that freedom. If they harness that right now where they are, they're like they you, the world is theirs. Yeah. So just I would just say to them, trust their difference. It's OK to be different. Lean into that. Oh, that is beautiful, beautiful advice. And Simone. When you're back at home, and I'm talking home as in Jamaica, yeah. how do you how do you transition leaving home, coming back into let's call that the real world? <laughs> you know, um, I didn't. I don't change when, when I go home. They always say I you just. Look, I wear answer. the same thing. I just love the home. I just go home and and be me. I go home and I do things with the kids. I. Or, or I'm doing things with the national team in terms of basketball, but I focus on, I'm working now in a homework center for the kids because I believe that a lot of parents, especially in the poor communities, they don't know how to help kids with their homework. It's not like they don't want to, but they don't I can't even help them with some of those algebra and stuff you see there. <laughs> so I want to create that for the kids, and it helps so many kids. Um, but yes, when I do go home, um, I don't want to come back sometimes. I'm not even going to lie. That natural feeling yes. of just... The fruits, the food growing on the tree, the natural fruits. Are you um, just going to grab a piece and Let me eat tell right you there? So, you know, in Jamaica, when you grow up in the, um, I don't know, you ever walk through those coming? Everybody, a lot of people have shops in their yards because a lot of them are entrepreneurs. They either sell it on the side of the street. My first time coming to the U.S., to the Oklahoma, and when I was hungry because I didn't have much money, and I thought I could go out, there was no shop on the street, no fruit trees. The, I was, I'm like, I'm going to starve here. You know, um, you could go to the neighbor and know they're going to cook dinner and just wait because they're going to give you some food. So it's so different. Um, but it always it always gives me energy. It's always, um, you know, when you go home and you just that urge to just do better and you just like, I'm going to be, I, I have to get better each time. Just grow because the better I get, the more I can do for these kids. And Absolutely. so it just, it just motivates me every time I go home. 
Well, congratulations on your success. And I would like to leave you with this, and I always share that with people. It's not, uh, it's, it's okay being number one, but number one will change. But you can walk through life in Jamaica knowing that you are the first. Yes, and the first, true. that is a position you shall hold the rest of your life. Congratulations, God bless you, and uh, thank you so much for continued you, success. Again, we are here at the Black Women's Film Network Summit 2019. I'm, I'm speaking with Simone, Simone Edwards and Africa Miranda. Miranda, Miranda Africa, do you have a, <laughs> any parting words that you would like to leave? You've done an exceptional job this Thank year. you. No, it's my parting words are as always to step up, step out, and shine. Like the life we want is ours for the taking. Like there is nothing that's beyond our grasp. Like the things that we dream of, the things that we write in our journal, those secret conversations and prayers that we have, we can have them. And if we just believe it, we don't have to listen to the messages that tell us we have to be small, we have to be safe. Like never dim your light and keep shining. Oh, that is wonderful awesome. advice. Thank you so Thank much you. again for being here, Simone and Africa. Yes. And I am Mary Parker, the chick in charge. Yeah, you Bye, are. guys. <laughs> Sometimes running a business can make you feel like a jack of all trades. Owner, marketing, finance, public relations, and of course, a master of none. No one can do it all. But you can master payroll, benefits, and human resources easily online with Gusto. I'm Sarah Smith. I'm the co-host of the Chicken Charge podcast with Mary Parker. And we're here to tell you about how Gusto serves small businesses in all 50 states and was named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. Get fast, easy-to-run payroll, including W-2s and 1099s, automatically file and pay state, local, and federal payroll taxes. And Gusto features health benefits and 401ks for almost any budget. Of course, there's plenty of online storage to organize employee paperwork, too. It gets better. Got an HR question? Expert professional support is just a phone call away. Wait, it actually gets even better. The Chick in Charge listeners get three months free. Three months free when you run your first payroll. Go to gusto.com forward slash chick in charge. Stop dreading payroll and HR and run your business with Gusto. Try a demo and see how great it is. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Let Gusto master your payroll so you can master everything else. Get three months free when you run your first payroll. Go to gusto.com forward slash chick in charge. Go for the gusto. everybody. This is Sarah Smith, and I'm the co-host of the Chick in Charge podcast with Mary Parker. And here today, I'm with a really good friend named Teresa Roth, who is a big fan of the Chick in Charge, aren't you, my dear? Oh, you bet I am. And Sarah, you're looking so cute. Oh, thank you. Is that a new dress you have on? Yeah, it is. But I have to tell you, I have got to quit paying these crazy high prices. 
between me and the boys, everything they eat, etc. It's killing my budget. Then do what I do. Go to swap.com and easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds. They have easy to use filters to find just what you want in seconds. Hey, you know what? I've heard about this site, Swap.com, and I've heard they will take my unused brand new clothes. Oh, I got those too. Bought them, paid for them, never worn them. Yep, exactly. Now, those clothes can find brand new homes with Swap.com's online thrift store. Did you know that if everyone dedicated just 10% of their purchases to secondhand clothing, it would have the same impact as taking 1 million cars off the road for a year in terms of emissions? Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Swap.com has something for the whole family, women, men, junior, kid, baby, and maternity. You can save up to 90% off retail prices on brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. Cool. And if something doesn't fit, they have hassle-free returns within 30 days. And get this. There's a special offer for Chick in Charge listeners. Go to swap.com slash Chick in Charge. Cool. And once there, you can sign up for free shipping on your first purchase. And make sure you enter your email address to get the offer. It's a low-risk way to give online thrifting a try. So go to swap.com slash chick in charge, sign up, enter your email, and have a blast. Woo! Good afternoon. I am Mary Parker, your host of the Chick in Charge podcast. And we are live today with the podcast here at the Black Women Film Network Summit 2019. And, you know, there is no Black Film Network without our lovely, lovely Cheryl Grouper. Cheryl, it's so good to see you. And I'm going to say this really quickly. I am so proud that you have raised your baby. The You've raised your baby, the uh, Black Film Network, and you've passed it on. And that is something that we in our community and culture tend to not do quickly enough. So congratulations for that. And that being the case, we have with us our current president of the Black Women's Film and uh, Film and Net- Film Network, Miss Septosa Foster. Septosa, so good to see you. Thank you. Good to and see you. And thank you for being ready at such a time as Cheryl was ready to pass it on. Don't take it lightly. And as she has done with you, I'm sure, you've got your eyes on your replacement. If not now, then it won't be Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, thank you. We're we're really excited to be here. I mean, I could not be more honored to serve as, um, you know, chair of Black Women Film Network because there, there would have not been an opportunity in my career to connect with local creatives, you know, directors, producers, writers, to to witness the evolution of people who got scholarships maybe five, six, seven years ago and now have executive positions at e-networks like Johnny, Johnny Sills, who's also on our board. Um, it's just, it's a complete labor of love. I couldn't be more excited. And this year has been phenomenal. Um, we kicked off a couple days ago at Georgia Power with our opening reception. We had director Deborah Riley Draper wow. give us a one-on-one, and she dropped so many gems 
about, you know, she's a documentarian and she's also uh, working, directing, and uh, has adapted the uh, book Coffee Will Make You Black, which Gabrielle Union is starring in and producing as along with Octavia Spencer. So we had a great time on Thursday. Last night, I'm still on a high from our film festival, which was at the World of Coke, sponsored by HBO. I mean... Look at you, Cheryl. It, you it was just so proud. I am. Incredible. Incredible. And just hearing about the films from last night, we had films from China, films from Spain, just all over the world last wow. night at the World of Coke. And I'm just grateful to Saptosa for taking on the leadership role because um, the Black Women Film Network, which was started in 1997, was a vision from God. And God just gave me all of what to do with it, and, and I wrote it down on paper. But God also gave me the nudge that it's time, time to, to move, move on. <laughs> and God also gave me Saptosa Foster. And um, Won't with, he do it? <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> and with Saptosa, we've just moved into a new era of being enterprising. And that's what the Black Women Film Network is all about. It's being enterprising for women of color so that we can tell the stories of African-American women. And, and you know, that is so important because, you know, it, it, we've had movies and we've had all of the entertainment aspect of the uh, movie and film industry, but we've not been we have not been involved on the business perspective. And I applaud you ladies for that because I'm a serial business. I'm an entrepreneur to my heart. Mm -hmm. And so, Cheryl, when you began, when you, when you started this network, what did, I'm sure you had some ideas in mind that we're seeing now, but did you ever think that it would grow from a concept to where it is today? When I started it, I was a senior at Georgia State University, and I was making small, short films. And I had a professor who was a 26-year-old white gentleman who said, the stories you're telling are not being told by anybody. What are you going to do about it? Love it. So that's when I started the Black Women Film. And then it was called the Black Women Film Preservation Project. And it was to help uh, keep our stories and to tell our stories. So we started out with uh, Deirdre McDonald and me writing checks for our first scholarships, and we had our first scholarship awards in a, a restaurant, the Capitol Grill, okay. uh, in Buckhead, and that's where we started out with our uh, scholarship presentation. And so that is the one thing that uh, I will be continuing, is giving out scholarships uh, for the organization. But when it was passed on to Saptosa, instead of not making money and breaking even, we're now making money. We are enterprising because of Saptosa and her group. That other generation, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm experiencing that with my company, All-in-One Security. Mm -hmm. I took it as far as I could. Mm -hmm. And of course, it was a multi-million dollar company then, but now that my brother, who's president, is running it now, it has, last year we did over 40% in wow. increase. Yes. And that is unheard of wow. with a yes. company our size with that type of percentage. So again, I have to say thank you. We have to raise them up. And yes. we raise them up while we are still energetic and can you know, transfer the skills and talents which God has given us yes. onto them 
to add with what they have for it to keep moving. That is absolutely one. How large is the organization now? I'll let Septosa answer that. Well, we have supporters. We have an active supporter base of 2,000 people. Our social media following is we're at 22,000 on Instagram, 10,000 on Facebook. And so we Impressive. Are, yeah. And, um, but we couldn't do any of this without the support of our board. We have a really great board. Um, uh, of active folks from within various industries in film in business and so they have really helped us recommit ourselves to the local community of creatives um, we started to um, you know direct ourselves away from focusing a lot on celebrities some of those Hollywood figures um, because we're geographically not in Hollywood, obviously. We have our own Hollywood. You but, sure you know, the cost that it, would, it, it takes to fly, you know, stars in from L.A. and all of that, it was just really putting us in the red. So we started, we said, listen, I don't care if it's going to be five people, two people in that room. We're going to highlight and lift up who we have right in our backyard. And immediately the engagement shot up because there is a lot of talent and a lot of um, content that's being produced here and people want to be heard. They want a platform. They want to support. They want resources. So once we tapped into that, it really changed our, um, it, re it really revolutionized the organization because people started to own it themselves. You know, those up and coming screenwriters, directors started to feel like, okay, this is my place. I feel welcome here, so I'm going to tell my friends and family about it. So um, we've just been, you know, on a high, you know, ever since, and the sky's the limit in terms of our future. You bet it is, and your future is very, very bright. Thank you. What about non-people who are interested in just being a part of and perhaps have supporting type services and are not interested in being on, being a producer or a film writer? What do you say to them, and how can they become involved? with what you do? It, it, anybody can really become involved. And you don't have to be a black woman to be involved as well. We have supporters of all walks of life. And we do have a strong base of uh, people who support us, who just want like to volunteer. They're just curious about what films are coming out. They have a passion from the arts, but they're not, you know, not as a active uh, creator. So we welcome all because it really takes a village to do what we're trying to do. You know, Atlanta or Georgia, the state of Georgia, makes billions of dollars a year on, in production in this film industry. We used to be number one, now we're number two behind Canada. And, you know, there has to be a slice of that industry that is dedicated to black women. And we really feel passionately about that. If we don't support each other and stick together, we're going to sort of lose our footing. And we're also preventing future women of color from getting into the industry because they think they have to be told, okay, now you can write your, you know, your screenplay. Now you can direct. They don't know that they can just do it on their own. Right. Just do it. Now more than ever with technology and social media, you can create content, you can, you know, promote it and, 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 and uh, develop a following, you know, right in your own backyard with very minimal financial resources. So you, we, we're that place 
that you can sort of get that encouragement to, to you know, to inspire you to take on that project that you've always dreamed of? Oh, that is such wonderful, wonderful advice. Well, count me in. Okay. Count me in because I want to learn more. And I want to learn more, Cheryl, and I'm going to share this with you. I contemplated writing my first book 10 years. Mm -hmm. I pick it up, set it down, pick it up, set it down. But once that book came to life, I realized that I have some creatives as well that I've not given myself credit for. And I'm now tapping into that. And that's why we're here today with the podcast. And we're also looking at some things. I'd love to talk with you guys about what more can we do with the chicken chart? Yes. Yes. I want to know what more can we do and maybe even help put the project together. Yes. Well, well, let me say this. For women like yourself, women in business who you're, you know, and you're also a philanthropist and all of that, we need to, um, we, we have programs. We try to do a program or an event each month. But we need to put women like you in front of our creatives because there's a big part of uh, film that is business and marketing and just common sense, how to network, you know, how to uh, raise capital. That's my platform. And we do (laughs) one-on-one talks um, every other month or so where we take a woman who's achieved what you have Mm -hmm. and give our community some gems that they can walk away with and improve. Because... Filmmaking is not just about being in front of the camera or writing or directing or producing it. The business part, which a lot of creatives don't Mm -hmm. have that naturally, Mm -hmm. they lose it. That's why they have those projects that nobody ever hears about because they didn't know how to market it. They didn't know how to raise capital for that. So there is completely a place for you, Mary Parker. Oh, my gosh. And let me just tell you how prepared I am for that. Okay. One of the the next thing that I have coming up is launching an entrepreneurial online university is FACTS University. FACTS stands for Focus, Analyze, Commit, and Strategize. I've packaged my 25 years of entrepreneurial, the things that we don't learn in the boardrooms, the things we don't learn at at our B schools, that on-the-jobs training in a male-dominated industry where I had no, I found one mentor eventually in the security industry. And I'm on the road now with the Women's Empowerment, the Women's Entrepreneurial Empowerment Summit. I just yes. got back from Sarasota and Bradenton, oh, wow. Florida yeah. last night. We're headed to Detroit, but we launched here last week in Atlanta. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Teaching business owners, people who want to be in business, how to do it out they of the gate. Instead of making those 15-year mistakes that I did, but now those are what I, we call chick tips. Yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah, and start them off young because there's a yes. A, a we young have a we have a young a youth entrepreneurial training that I created about two months ago, and those are 18 and under. And I mm-hmm. really want to get them because we partnered with Microsoft on coding, and those games, all the stuff they're playing with now. We want to create business owners from that. Yeah. And that's the number one industry in Georgia is gaming. I know, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Ladies, you're phenomenal. Thank you so much what you're doing. The summit is a huge success. The panels that, that the panel discussions I've been a part of, those of you who are not here today, you've missed your place on a Saturday afternoon. (laughs) I have, again, I have with me Miss Cheryl Gripper, who is the founder of Black Women Film Network, and we have our current president, Miss Septosa Foster. Ladies, you were phenomenal. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Pleasure. 
And I'm looking forward to the next time. Oh, all right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, this is Mary Parker, and I am the chick in charge. Subscribe to The Chick in Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chick in Charge. Mm -hmm.